0: Inflation talk, COVID madness. We got two congressmen on the show tonight, and we pay tribute to a hero. All that coming up on I'm Right. It's time for Dome and Dumber. What am I doing here? Well, the numbers certainly are not good for Joe Biden. Now, that's not exactly news, but wow, there are bad numbers... And then there are bad numbers. Trafalgar is routinely one of the most accurate pollsters out there, and they're polling Joe Biden's approval rating. He's at 36.3%. 59.1 disapprove. I just want you to understand those are staggering numbers. Now, obviously, we're just talking about polls, and there's charts and graphs and things like that, but what's it really show? The American people are very very unhappy with the Biden administration. And it's understandable why. This inflation right now, 45% of Americans are experiencing hardship. 45%. And it's not just... It's not just that things are bad out there right now because things get bad sometimes. Life gives, you, life gives you ups, life gives you downs. That's just the way it goes. Sometimes things get bad, okay? So you have all these things. You have inflation and supply chain problems and high gas prices, and these are hurting people. These are hurting normal people just trying to get by. It's not just that things are bad. The problem is the Biden administration is run by a bunch of out-of-touch, anti-American zealots And they seem so cold to what Americans are going through. What have I told you several times? What are the three things everyone running this country has in common now? We're a broken, rotted society. And all of our cultural leaders, sadly, now share the same three characteristics. One, no patriotism. No love of country at all. Oftentimes, they hate the country, but there's no love of country. Two, no experience in the real world. These people go right from academia to the media to politics. They don't know what normal people go through. And three, an ironclad belief that they are of a higher class and should rule over you. And the problem for the Biden administration is they don't seem to be able to hide any of those three characteristics. In fact, they're always out there just, well, it's someone else's fault. If you watch the news
1: recently, you might think the shelves in all our stores are empty across the country that uh, parents won't be able to get presents for their children on holidays this holiday season but here's the deal for the vast majority of the country that's not what's happening can't promise that every person will get every gift they want on time only santa claus can keep that promise but there are items every year that sell out that are hard to find some of you moms and dads may remember cabbage patch kids back in the eighties or beanie babies in the 90s or other toys that have run out at christmas time in past years when there was no supply chain problem
0: i'm sorry what they seem like i said they seem so cold and out of touch not stepping up and saying hey we're on it we're gonna get this fixed hey, we're going to change direction. We're going to do this policy. Instead, it's a constant stream of that. I mean, do you remember the Beanie Babies? It's, I don't see what the big deal is. It just, there's no connection there. They have no idea what working people are actually going through. And inflation, uh, he just tried to spend trillions of dollars. He is spending trillions of dollars. We're still printing money like no tomorrow that causes inflation. We know that already. And Joe Biden, one thing that hits me more and more every time I hear him talk, and this is even when he doesn't screw up like there, is how tired and old he sounds. I mean, you you probably remember uh, the Beanie Babies and the he always sounds exhausted. Does that sound like a man who's with it? Does that sound like a man who's all over it? Here he is trying to sign a bill the other day. He has no idea what he's signing. Hey, to Lieutenant Colonel Tanya
1: Robinson, the there the uniform. How are you? Well, I tell you what. Whatever she tells me you're going to do, I just say yes. We served. <laughs> we served together when we were lieutenants. Oh, oh a great.
0: in case you're wondering what you just saw there that was joe biden he's on camera he's trying to have a conversation and the white house staff the people really running the show are in the back room going turn on the music but we can't have him talking turn on the music why is everyone so worried about Joe Biden talking? Well, there's a new book out. They have a clue into that. We have Hunter Biden talking to a therapist, flat out saying, eh, he doesn't remember very much these days. We have family members saying it. So again, let me ask. I know I've asked this before. I know I've asked this before, but let me ask. Why isn't Hunter Biden stepping in? Why isn't Jill Biden stepping in? That is the family patriarch. He is routinely embarrassing himself in front of the entire world. The whole world watches when the president talks. Why aren't they stepping in and stopping this nonsense? How long would you let your father, your grandfather, embarrass himself in front of even one person? Now, imagine if your father or grandfather was embarrassing himself in front of the entire world. You would step in and say, no, 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 no. That's all my dad's retiring will be in the country taking care of him. Instead, they leave this man in the most stressful job on the planet. If you know anything about the things he's going through mentally, no, they might kill him. This job could kill him. And I dislike Joe Biden. I don't want to see any harm come to Joe Biden. Let the man retire and go relax before the job puts him down. And the He has a slip of the tongue occasionally, gets awfully honest sometimes with it.
1: For many years, President Vice President Harris has led the fight to address this tragedy of maternal maternal mortality.
0: Yes, uh, Kamala Harris actually does have a bit of an issue with maternal morality. I think you actually nailed that one the first time, Joe. (laughs) All right, enough of that. Kamala Harris has other problems. We have Simone Sanders. She was her spokesman. She's out. She just said, hey, I'm done. I quit. Now, that's the third staffer in less than two weeks who has quit on Kamala Harris. Why? Why does this keep happening? Why is everyone leaving? Kamala Harris is notoriously, notoriously terrible to work for. And it's not hard to figure out why. Kamala Harris is hard to work for because Kamala Harris is only ambition. There's nothing else in her. You've known someone like this undoubtedly in your life. You've probably, unfortunately, had to work with someone like this. You know the guy or the gal who will quite literally say or do anything in order to get ahead and achieve the next thing. And the problem is when you get someone like that, say or do anything oftentimes involves crushing the people underneath you in order, in order for you to look good. That's what you're seeing right now. Kamala Harris, of course she's terrible to work for. Kamala Harris doesn't, doesn't have a core belief system of any kind. She's not even a liberal, really. Not a conservative, not a liberal, not a moderate. Kamala Harris' is ambition, Kamala Harris will do and say anything she has to, including destroy her own staff. That's why everyone hates working for her. I did enjoy watching Peter Ducey ask Jensaki about it.
2: Is the vice president not satisfied with the staffing that she has had so far, or do people just not want to work for her anymore?
3: Well, Peter, I would say that working on a presidential campaign, maybe covering one too, I would say, to be fair, and uh, working in the first year of a White House is exciting and rewarding, but it's also grueling and exhausting. So
2: this is not a case of bad headlines about the vice president and a decision being made to shake up the staff to fix an image.
3: It's only natural after a couple of years to be ready for something new. Uh, And that's what happens in my experiences, in my experience in the past in White Houses often.
0: Yeah, she's just ready for something new. Look, there's a reason we hardly ever hear from Dome. Once a week, maybe you'll hear her. the White House has buried her and the rumors are flying around Washington, D.C., they want her out. Some people want her out now. They're trying to figure out how to do it. A lot of people want her out for Joe Biden's re-election. I can't even believe I'm saying those words, but the dude said he's running again. So I guess we'll have to take him at face value. Apparently he's running again. They need her gone. Talking about throwing her on the Supreme Court like that would ever happen. But this is, this is going to be an interesting infight we're about to witness with the Democratic Party. And then you have Buttigieg. Remember, butt gig was in that democrat primary and then all of a sudden just it's a miracle all the candidates decided to drop out at once and endorse joe biden that's so odd how they did that and then they all got positions in joe biden's government there certainly was no deal struck beforehand which would be illegal there was no deal struck beforehand they just out of the goodness of their hearts realized joe was joe's the man now we all know what happened But Giggs, this young, ambitious Democrat, wants to be president of the United States one day. He wasn't getting traction in the primary. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, someone cut him a deal. Hey, Pete, maybe we'll back you next time. Just be a good little boy now. And Pete said, yes, master, I'll do that. And look, they're already asking him about 2024, and he ain't really denying it.
2: it. It's 2021, and the whole point of campaigns and elections is when they go well you get to govern and uh, we we are squarely focused on the job at hand. Uh, I'm excited to be part of a team led by the president and the vice president, and uh, I think the teamwork that got us to this point is is really just the beginning. As transportation secretary, I get to be the face of a lot of these investments that we're doing, uh, but we would not be here without the leadership
0: of the vice president, as well as the president, of course, and so many others. Oh, yeah. They're a very close-knit group. They're very close. They get along well. They probably had Thanksgiving together. We all know the game, Pete. Well, it's 2021. Oh, please. He's eyeballing the White House every day. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. We got COVID insanity coming up next. But first, flipping houses. you thought about flipping houses? You really should think about flipping houses. I talk to you a lot about flipping houses. When you go to FlippingMadeEasy.com, use the promo code Jesse, you get a deal. And I tell you to go there. And lots of times I tell you about the money you can make because you can. A lot of people make a lot of money doing it. People do this for a living, not just as a side job, although you can do it on the side. I don't tell you enough about how much fun it is. It is fun to buy something, spruce it up a little bit, sell it for some nice cash. There's just something satisfying about it. And you don't have to know anything about it. Everything you need, including vendors, articles, the opportunities in your area, it's all at FlippingMadeEasy.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE to save yourself some money. We'll be back.
1: I was just told, which is a question I got to ask, I've been meaning to ask for a long time, whether or not not just it increases the the uh the resistance to the variant that is being dealt with but it also is it, 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 it is stronger it not only just raises the total but it's, it's a stronger It makes things more powerful in terms of resisting and the center for thanks for
0: clearing that up joe <laughs> Gosh. all right we have a bunch of new covid stuff today joe biden got up in a attempted to speak on it and you're never going to believe what the covid plan is you see doesn't matter that all of this new variant keeps popping up in vaccinated people the new plan is stop me if you've heard this before more vaccinations see, it's always more vaccinations that's, that's the only solution well why do the vaccinated people keep getting sick just get vaccinated now five-year-olds kids under five booster shots for everybody kids aren't even in danger from coronavirus and this is the stuff they talk about you see all they know is vaccines all they know is more control and like i've said a thousand times they're never going to get tired of this these people are not trying to defeat coronavirus these people love coronavirus. They absolutely adore it. It's given them more money and power than they ever thought possible. That's why every time they're asked about it, the only answers they give you involve making them more powerful. Jen Saki's asked today about domestic travel restrictions. Didn't have an issue with it.
3: Yeah. Why not require... Uh, vaccine or a test to fly domestically? Why not go further in the direction of, of, you know, public health and mandates, given the potential risk and the fact that we're headed into winter? Sure. Well, one, I I would say that um, nothing is off the table. Um, So, uh, including domestic travel.
0: I just want you to understand exactly what that means. That means the federal government is thinking about implementing a rule where you have to show your vaccine passport before you're allowed on a plane? Before you're allowed across state lines in a vehicle, perhaps? Oh, yeah. I keep telling you these people are communists. Did you think I was lying? Did you think I was making all that up? These people are nuts. And look, maybe the biggest nutball of all of them is the big fat liar Dr. Fauci who's now running his mouth about booster shots. What a shock.
4: What should someone who has all three shots do
0: to protect themselves against the Omicron variant? What you do is exactly what we were saying and that is to be prudent and careful. And one of the things that's very
5: clear is that you, if you have to be in an indoor congregate setting in which you're unsure of what the vaccination status is of the
0: people around you, Wear a mask. Okay, just stay with me here. Why would the vaccine status of anyone around me affect my decision to wear a mask when we know they don't even cover this fact up? We know for a fact vaccinated people can not only get coronavirus, they can spread coronavirus. And every indication right now is they can get it and spread it just as easily as people who aren't vaccinated. And this is not stuff I'm making up. This is stuff that scientists and doctors are saying right now. So back to what Dr. Fauci just said, if if you're there with unvaccinated people, what? I mean, look, we keep skipping over it, but let's ask the question again. We've asked it before. Why do vaccinated people care if anyone else gets vaccinated? If you believe the vaccine protects you from coronavirus, then why do you care if a single other person on the planet gets vaccinated? Interesting. This is interesting. Oh, don't worry. We need to test. We need to stop and test and quarantine everyone coming into this country. It's just for safety, right? Coronavirus is very deadly. I mean, I guess an illegal unless an illegal immigrant is carrying it, then it's fine.
2: Or people coming into this country, does that include everybody?
0: The answer
5: is yes, because you know that the new uh, uh, the new uh, uh, regulation, if you want to call it that, is that anybody and everybody who's coming into the country needs to get a test within 24 hours of getting on the plane to come here.
2: But what about people who don't take a plane and just these border crossers coming in in huge numbers? Yeah, no, but that's a
5: different
0: issue. Why is it a different issue, doctor? I thought this was about medicine and science, isn't it? I mean, we're very, very concerned about coronavirus. we got to get this thing stopped. Why aren't we worried about illegal immigrants? Hmm, something to think about. All right, we have Congressman Madison Cawthorn coming up next. But first, I know you're shopping for health insurance. You probably are. Tis the season for it. May I suggest a faith-based group called One Share Health? Not only are there options incredible, I mean, really, really great options, 24-7 telemedicine, we're talking dental, vision, whatever you want is available at my.onesharehealth.com slash kelly, and here's the thing. When you go there and use the promo code Kelly, not only do you get $75 off your enrollment fee, but 5%, 5% of your monthly goes to our veterans with PTSD. I told you this was a good group. Get some great insurance at great rates and do some good while you do it. Go to my.onesharehealth.com slash kelly. Use the promo code Jesse Kelly. We'll be back. Joining me now, Congressman Madison Cawthorn from the great state of North Carolina. Congressman,
4: first and foremost, you're a new member of the House Freedom Caucus. What's that? The House Freedom Caucus is really a collection of the, really the, the most brave, the people who care the least about the establishment, kind of the status quo here in Washington, D.C. Uh, you know, there were some differences between the Freedom Caucus and myself and my original election. And so, you know, I, I was like, oh, these people supported my opponent. I don't really want to join with them because of that. But I will tell you, my friend, as we started going through this entire process, I realized that's where the fighters are. And so my personal pride can't get in the way of saving the country. I was happy to join the Freedom Caucus. It's a group of firebrands, people who really buck the system a lot. And uh, you know, I'm one of the most successful legislators in the freshman party. And so you know, I think I'm starting to prove that you can fight like I do. Uh, you can go against the media. You can go against the establishment in Washington and still get things done for your district.
0: What's wrong with the establishment in Washington? Why don't they get things done? What is it?
4: Ah, You know what? It's a a whole thing. There are so many people in Washington, D.C., and I'm not saying it's necessarily the Republican leadership. Republican leadership is actually starting to be very, uh, starting to fight, they're starting to realize... Uh, things are getting serious. But there's a lot of people, they say, oh, well, we're kind of in the middle, we're moderates, whether it's on the Democrats or the Republican side. Uh, But I will tell you, those people are part of the uniparty. I mean, when you realize George Bush and Barack Obama are on the exact same party, they just run on different platforms, that's when you know what's going on in Washington, D.C. That's why people don't get things done here.
0: That and hypocrisy. I've got a little video here. Your team put this out of Joe Biden. Check this out. Please wear your mask when you're indoors
1: in public settings and around other people. It protects you. It protects those around you.
0: Congressman... I'm told this is a deadly virus and we're all going to die any minute. I mean, you may you may fall over dead during the interview. This, the coronavirus is that scary. So why do all these people keep getting caught without masks on?
4: You know, bro, I'll tell you, we all realize the coronavirus is real. I'm sure a lot of us have had it. Uh, I know a lot of people who have got the na- natural immunities and we understand that it's a real virus. But we need to understand that there is a 99% survival rate from this virus. It is not that deadly. You know, when they said they needed two weeks to flatten the curve, I think most Americans said, yeah, I understand logistic problems. I understand you need to get the ventilators when they need to be. I'll give you two weeks. We'll, we'll abide by that. And then, they, you know, they were calling for hundreds of thousands to be dead, possibly millions, but when I didn't start seeing the wagons rolling down the street, you know, ringing the bell saying, bring out your dead, that's when I realized uh, this has been overplayed. <laughs> it's a political weapon. It was released on purpose by the Chinese. I genuinely believe that. Uh, it's really, really sad that we're starting to find out that the NIH actually funded the creation of this virus. Uh, so it's a disgusting thing. But, you know, that, that has not been fully proven yet. But I'm telling you, I believe that once we get the majority back and we start investigating the origin of this crisis, I think we'll realize it was American tax dollars that paid for it.
0: Oh, gosh, just think about the controversy that's going to bring up. All right. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is basically going to deny National Guardsmen pay if they don't get the vaccine. This military requirement stuff's out of hand. We have Marines. None of them have been granted exemptions up to this date. There's over 2,000. We are weakening the military on purpose. Why?
4: You know what? This is a question that we all have to ask ourselves. You know, if you wanted to destroy the country as fast as humanly possible, without without making every single person realize what you're trying to do. This is the exact game plan you'd be carrying out. When they open the office of uh, rooting out extremism within the military, uh, we all know what that means. When they say extremist, they mean anybody who had a Trump sticker on their F-150, uh, anybody who listens to Rush Limbaugh driving into work, uh, may he rest in peace. You know, when we started understanding this, we realized they are trying to create a partisan military, which is one of the most dangerous things I can possibly believe. It's incredibly reminiscent of really the first triumvirate and the fall of the Roman Republic after it stood for hundreds of years. Uh, you know, this the, the military started becoming political political weapons and we need to stop that can we stop it? I mean, I understand you can't do anything when you're in the minority,
0: but let's say in a perfect world, we get everything back by 2024. Are we going to be able to root this garbage out? Because it's a big deal. We're weakening the military. Well, brother, the one
4: power that Congress has uh, actually retained, and we do need to rip a lot of our power, the power back that we have ceded to the executive branch of the last six decades and to these 3 other agencies. We need to get that back. The power we still do have is to the purse. And so they might be want to be able to say, hey, you know what? We're going to have all these great lecturers All these great teachers are going to come in and talk about critical race theory, critical mace theory, whatever you want to call it. Uh, And then when you start seeing what's going on there, we can just say, well, we're not going to give you any funding for that. And then all of a sudden they won't be able to pay these uh, big time Marxist speakers to come in and indoctrinate our military. And so I do believe there's a way to stop it, especially once we're in the majority. Uh, but right now, in the minority, you're absolutely correct. You know, this is one thing that's so frustrating me in Washington. Unless you have 51% of the vote, there's very little you can do. Uh, what we can do is we can investigate and we can really point out what's been going on within this Biden regime. And the fact that you know you're about to lose two to three thousand Marines are the tip of the spear, our elite fighting force. Uh, the fact that you don't that we're going to probably lose 10% of all of our Navy SEAL team members, uh, this is going to weaken our uh, military readiness. And when we pulled out of Afghanistan and we had the military saying, oh, well, we're going to do over the horizon attacks and we'll be able to to monitor what's going on. First of all, that's BS. Everybody recognizes that. But now that we have 10 percent of our Navy SEALs are going to be kicked out of the military because they don't want to take some kind of a vaccine uh, for a virus that has a 99 percent death uh, survival rate. I think it's really clear that we're not going to be doing any over the horizon uh, saves of American people or stopping this terrorism because we will not have the military force to do it.
0: Congressman Janet Yellen came out yesterday and, well, she had this to say.
3: So, can this really be dismissed as a shock that will soon pass? Well, I wouldn't. I'm ready to retire the word transitory. Um, I, I can agree that that hasn't been an apt description of what we're dealing with.
0: That's a politician's way of saying I've been wrong all along and inflation's here to stay and apparently
4: only going to get worse. Do I have that right? Oh, you're absolutely correct. I mean, when you saw the Babylon Bee say, well, hyperinflation is a good thing. Obviously, they were doing it in a satirical fashion. But then you literally see left-wing publicists coming out saying, why hyperinflation is a good thing for the American people? It's not a good thing. I mean, I think in Bakersfield, California, gas prices are leading up to uh, about $6 a gallon. Uh, You have people who are really worried if they're going to actually be able to get their Christmas presents on time. Uh, You know, this past summer, we were one of the first members of Congress to actually call out and call for investigations into the supply chain crisis. Uh, When we started seeing all the ships off the ports in California and off of the southeast, you know, thank God we have Ron DeSantis who said, hey, you know what, the Florida ports are open. We work 24 hours a day. Go ahead, come in. We'll save Christmas. Uh, you know, that guy's just a—what a hero he is to the conservative movement. Uh, but I'll tell you, the the really, the secretaries that Biden has put in place, they are terrible at their job. Uh, it's completely politically based. It has nothing to do with their actual qualifications. And now we're starting to see that Pete Buttigieg is completely over his head on the being able to fix the supply chain crisis. Uh, the Department of the Treasury is absolutely inept. We, uh, the amount of money, I think 60% of all U.S. dollars been printed in the last 18 months, I mean, that is terrifying. It makes me really want to go to cryptocurrency or some kind of real estate because I don't think the dollar's safe.
0: Congressman, I know you got votes. Get out of here. Thank you for giving us some time. Appreciate you. Brother, always great great to come on with you, man. Talk to you soon. Good dude right there. All right, we have Congressman Lee Zeldin. He's joining us next. But first, do you own a home? If you own a home, you need to pay attention to this. Your home title is online. It is online. Now, I'll admit to you, I had that old way of thinking before I found out the hard way about home title theft. I had that old way of thinking, and I thought my home title was just a piece of paper. I'm Surely it's in a bank somewhere. It's probably locked in a vault. It's in a bank vault. They're all online now. They're all in the cloud. And anything that's online, anything attached to the internet can be hacked. And this is the cyber crime sweeping the nation. They hack into your home title. They forge your signature on it. They go take a loan out against it and you have to pay that loan back. Or loans. They'll do it multiple times. Don't get burned. Go to HometitleLock.com. Use the promo code RADIO and sign up today. HometitleLock.com, promo code RADIO. We'll be back. Joining me now is Congressman Lee Zeldin from New York. And let's just talk about New York for real quick, Congressman. Obviously, everyone knows about the Waukesha terrorist attack. Absolutely despicable thing. Another terrorist, criminal, violent guy, whatever you want to call him, let out on virtually nothing for bail. You're from New York, you know all about this. New York City is being ravaged by this insane cashless bail, low bail, craziness going on across the country. How in the world do we stop this and keep violent people locked up? So in a place like New York, we have to repeal the
5: cashless bail law and then also be cognizant of what's happening in New York. As you see this national push, it was part of the Biden administration uh, agenda going back to when they were campaigning wanting to enact cashless bail nationally. So anywhere you are in America, you might see some stories coming out of New York and say, "Ah, eh, that's New York, uh, we'll never have that here. Well, actually, if the Democrats had their way nationally, there'd be cashless bail everywhere. And these stories out of New York are people who would go get arrested for robbing a bank, be immediately released, and then go rob more banks. People would be released on an arson charge and then go murder two people. Uh, This is happening everywhere in New York.
0: Uh, How am I supposed to take this as anything other than intentional? As you mentioned, this is a Biden administration policy. It's not like you just said, New York. It's San Francisco. Philadelphia is already over 500 murders. That's Juarez-type numbers. It's unbelievable. How am I supposed to take these policies as anything other than intentionally causing chaos and violence?
5: Well, I think that you have different people pushing uh, the cashless bail policies for different reasons, different agendas. uh, And there are a whole lot of people who have pro-criminal agendas. Some people are trying to put handcuffs on law enforcement and the justice system instead of putting handcuffs on criminals. Some people believe that the criminals and their families uh, and their friends are their constituency. Uh, and you know the the key when you when you drive into the details here, judges don't have the discretion to look at the severity of the charge, the danger, the flight risk, the rap sheet in the past., uh, so the judges, not just law enforcement, but the judges too, end up with handcuffs on them as well., uh, getting to your question about why is this happening? Uh, for most of these elected officials who are pushing it, it's intentional. They, they want to ensure that people are able to be released uh, and not have judges left with that discussion. They don't trust judges. They don't want judges to have that power.
0: Good grief. Well, Jen Psaki, as she often does, had a really brilliant explanation for all this today.
2: So when a huge group of criminals organizes themselves and they want to go loot a store, a CVS, a Nordstrom, a Home Depot, until the shelves are clean, do you think that's because of the pandemic?
3: I think a root cause in a lot of communities is the pandemic, yes. Go ahead.
0: Congressman, there's nothing this virus can't do. It's even looting CVS. This thing's amazing.
5: No, I mean, really, the, the honest the honest answer would be that We don't have law enforcement back uh, from the White House, from state houses, from mayors of cities. They're supporting law enforcement, uh, less, not more. They uh, are enacting to fund the police policies. Uh, They are taking away anti-crime units. Uh, We're just talking about cashless bail. And quite frankly, just people are doing it because they're getting away with it. You have district attorneys who are getting through their primaries for their next race, pledging not to go after low-level offenses, what they might call low-level offenses, where the rest of us are saying, listen, if you have a problem with a crime on the books, then advocate for changing it. They also want to set prison populations based off of political whim, as opposed to you have laws of what's right or wrong, and if people violate the law, you just investigate and enforce the law, and that ends up dictating what the prison population is. So the honest answer for Jen Psaki would be that these people think that they're going to get away with it, and in many cases they are. It's because you have people like Jen Psaki and those who are in power in the White House and Congress and elsewhere uh, who might just want to blame the pandemic instead of blaming the, the honest root causes of why this is taking place
0: congressman governor Hokel, your governor sadly has already declared a state of emergency for the omicron variants now um the doctor who discovered this variant is on camera saying it's been mild it's mild, like a mild flu or a mild cold is what the actual doctor said in new york one of the most powerful states in the union immediately responds by declaring a state of emergency can you unpack this for me Well first off the
5: state of emergency isn't just some rhetorical uh, showing some level of seriousness but not actually making changes. The state of emergency is actually pressing forward in getting individuals to not be able to move forward in their necessary elective procedure, putting off medical care that needs to be addressed now that would become more severe in the future. Combined with what took place the end of September, the enactment of Hochul's vaccine mandate, where our nursing nurses and doctors, medical professionals who were hailed as heroes, given parades, were turned from heroes to zeros because Hochul said that these healthcare workers need to be put out of work if they haven't gotten the vaccine. We already had a staffing shortage. It was made worse. Some of these medical providers have actually closed centers specifically blaming Hokel's vaccine mandate, now you put this state of emergency and you're telling people that they can't go for necessary procedures, it all ends up adding to uh, what is a healthcare crisis in places like the state of New York. Now, there are going to be additional strains. Hopefully, like other uh, medical conditions, other viruses that have taken place over the course of time, you end up getting a new strain that is milder, that is weaker than the strain that previously existed. That's a good thing. What we should be talking about, more therapeutics, treatments. Let's advance that kind of research and innovation and studying and approvals and get that out here so that when the next strain and the strain after that comes out, that we are prepared before it hits our shores uh, so that every American is able to have access to easy, uh, reliable, advanced therapeutics uh, so that they can easily and early deal with what, uh, what they come down with uh, and then we are able to return to normal faster regardless of whether you live in a red state or a blue state.
0: Congressman, there's a there's a misconception out there on why Andrew Cuomo is gone, and now his brother Chris is obviously gone as well. But people seem to think Andrew Cuomo is gone because he killed a bunch of people in nursing homes. They even seem to think he's gone because of all the sexual harassment stuff, when in reality he's actually gone because Letitia James wants to be governor and she slipped a knife into his ribs. Will you please explain this to people so they understand Well, first off, Andrew Cuomo,
5: going back to not just the beginning of his time as governor, but even going back to when his father was the governor, this is a guy who operates under the mythology of uh, bullying and harassment, intimidation and abuse as modus operandi of how to uh, lead. He feels like that is leadership. Uh, And you referenced the deadly nursing home order and cover-up. There was a 5.1 million-dollar self-congratulatory book deal. He was using taxpayer-funded staff to help write it. He was COVID testing preferential treatment for family and friends of the administration at family residence done by state health department officials. And then they moved the sample to the front of the line. And then, as you pointed out, all of the allegations of abuse, which ended up being investigated. Letitia James, she's announced she wants to be the next governor. And she put a dagger... Uh, certainly into the heart of Andrew Cuomo's political career uh, and immediately turned around and announced her own campaign for governor. And I believe that even though she has a primary still ahead of her with multiple people, including Governor Hochul, I think that Letitia James has the best shot as of right now to be the Democratic Party nominee, but we'll be ready for her November 8th, 2022, because we have to save our state. And that's just not some slogan. Uh, it is important for us to actually turn things around in New York. You know, you, you're you in a, a place right now that's filled with freedom and safety and security and opportunity. And every day we have people leaving New York for places like where you are. Uh, we need to make a stronger case as to why people should stay. And that means reversing the attacks on wallet safety, freedom, and also protecting the quality of our kids' education, too.
0: Congressman, go get her, please. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Great to be with you. All right. Coming up next, we are going to pay tribute to a hero. But first, have you gone to thefirsttv.com slash support yet and signed up to be a supporter of The First? Do you enjoy this content? Do you enjoy finally getting a TV channel where the host is not controlled at all? They let me say whatever I want, whenever I want. All of us, every host on this network, we're allowed the freedom to say the things we want to say. That's rare these days. Go to thefirsttv.com slash support, sign up. You're going to get exclusive access to things. You will enjoy it. Coming up next, a hero. There was just a shooting in Michigan, school shooting, an awful school shooting. People lost their lives. And instead of lighting the mood tonight, we talked about it and we decided it would be appropriate to pay tribute to a hero. You see Tate Mirror, just a junior, just a junior in high school, normal guy, apparently great student, good football player, running back on the football team, but 16-year-old boy, 16-year-old boy. Someone starts shooting his classmates. People are dying. It's a terrible scene, one that no one needs to see, no one ever needs to experience, but he got thrown into it. And you know what Tate Mirror did? Tate Muir ran at the shooter. Not away, not under his desk. He didn't dive out the window. Didn't start sucking his thumb. Tate Muir stood up like a daggone man and ran at the shooter and lost his life. Lost his life saving his fellow students. And I will tell you, he's obviously gone far too early. You build nations on the backs of people like Tate Muir, but... I pray to God, my two sons, I have two of them, they're 11 and 13, I pray to God they turn out exactly like that. Be the kind of man who runs at the danger to save your fellow man. So we're going to play a little video of him here. Here's Tate.
5: What a win for you guys. Just talk about how it felt to the win a game like this, in the rain, coming to
0: Clarkson revenge. Uh, man, it feels awesome. I mean, um, it feels great. We haven't been to uh, playoffs since my freshman year no we weren't even uh, in it. my freshman year
1: my brother's senior year so 2018 this it, be- it just feels great but um in the rain this is where we live rain is just like action football tough muddy everything about us is tough
0: indeed rest in peace warrior and thank you we'll see you tomorrow